0: This is a broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Deanna Johnson-Carvin. Today, I am privileged to have journalism colleague and good friend, Helen Kelly, in the studio with me. Helen is a freelance writer, editor, and marketing content consultant who serves a variety of clients in fields such as senior services, healthcare, and real estate. She is a double dog with a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in journalism from the University of Georgia. Helen lives in Roswell, Georgia with her two rescue dogs, Millie and Bonnie, and she has an adopted bunny named One-Eyed Jack. Welcome to the show, Helen.
1: Thanks
0: for having me. Oh, we're grateful that you were able to come. Let's jump right into the interview. Helen, you own and operate right Words, which is an editorial service. Can you share with our listening audience a little bit more about um, your editorial business and
1: about how you got started? Sure. Um, I had a background that just sort of included a lot of journalistic and communications oriented tasks, mm-hmm. which is my first real job out of college was as a typesetter. Oh, wow. So I learned a lot about mm-hmm. just um, design flow and, and had worked on the college newspaper and mm-hmm. did that for a while, but I sort of worked my way into then PR and editorial jobs sort sure. of worked my way up. And mm-hmm. my last real job, mm-hmm. as I call it with air quotes, um, <laughs> was working um, for a small publisher and I found that I was a victim of mm-hmm. um, discrimination in the workplace financially. Wow. I had a colleague who was at the same level with the same title, mm-hmm. was earning substantially more. Wow. And when I asked about it, I was told, well, he has a family and he's in school part-time, wow. so he needs more money than you do. And I, I don't know how they determine that. Wow. Uh, but it was basically a pat on the back, like you just run along, right. little lady. You'll be okay. You'll be fine. Right. That's right. Wow. So I decided to just jump off the ledge and start my company. Wow. And I had a dad who was always... <laughs> Self-employed, sure. without, he and he was fearless. Right, fearless. so I didn't know any better. Sure, I was fearless too. <laughs> you were your daddy's daughter. Right. Yes. Um. So I decided to get started mm-hmm. uh, doing my own thing, mm-hmm. and uh, that was basically to do a little bit of layout. Mm-hmm. But then I also started to get some bylines on my writing and then mm-hmm. from there became more of a writer and editor. Wow. Wow. So wow. I, I was never a graphic designer, right? But, you know, right. I could do the basics. Sure, sure, sure. So, so that,
0: that's your um, beginnings. And I, um, and we've known each other a while, but I don't think I knew that. And so that's uh, very interesting to me. Um, You know, I think that people have a very glamorized idea of what it means to own your own business. We see shows on TV like Shark Tank, um, and I think um, a lot of people see that and say, oh, being an entrepreneur is super cool, which it is. There are a lot of positive things, as you know, as we both know, about being self-employed, but um, there are some negative things, too, Um that come with owning and operating a business. Can you talk a little bit more about that? So there are people who might be considering this but have a more realistic, holistic idea of, of what it means, what the day to day what that means to own a business.
1: Sure. Um I think, you know, one of the biggest things for me to learn was about paying, you know, how to pay my taxes. Oh gosh. Um one of the benefits I had when I started my business for many years I was married and <laughs> I, I had a Another source of income sure. and I was covered with health insurance right. and all those things. I didn't have to worry about that. Right. Um, but I did have to Account for everything, mm-hmm. which means keeping track of all your business expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, that also changes over time with your tax return. Your sure. account, you know. Sure. I, I think getting a good accountant is another. Wow. um you, mm-hmm. yeah. And to file a Schedule C, or mm-hmm. you know, whether you're, or not you're going to incorporate, you might need some advice about that. Sure. So that and the paperwork required yeah. every year is something that right. um, is not fun.
0: Right. Right.
1: Um, right. 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 Sometimes it's feast or famine, depending on what kind of business you're in. For mine, it is. Yes, you know, there are a lot right. of times where I'm, yeah. I have a lot going on and yeah. then other months where I need to yes. get out there and pound the pavement again and start wow. talking to my contacts and try right. to you know, get some new business in. So, sure, 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 um, sure. I think the trick for most self-employed is to get that steady balance of work and try to keep your work yeah. and personal life balance. Wow, wow. Yeah, the whole feast or famine
0: thing, uh, you know, you don't have the weekly or bi-weekly or monthly paycheck. That comes with working for a company. That's right. You so don't have that security. You don't. You know, and like you said, uh, having been married for a while, you did have that other income, which was something you knew was going to be there. And for me, I have, you know, I do what I do as an entrepreneur, but there isn't the worry that I'm not going to eat <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> because I know that my husband is going to have that check. So I think that's one of the things that people need to consider before they jump off. Um, and do the next thing. I think you need to look at, um, dot all your eyes and cross all your T's, if, if at all possible, um, because there there's coolness to it, but there is also these sober, sobering things too. Yes,
1: yeah, so and take into account, you know, again, health insurance, like I mentioned, is a yeah, very big, big deal. One. Mm-hmm. Think about if you're going to be able to afford that for yourself. And, yeah. and also, yeah. if you're in a business where you're going to be using your car a lot, can you afford the wear and tear on your car True. Um, for yeah. Uh, you know, sure. whatever might be required. Sure. 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 Sure.
0: Sure. Um, now we know that, you know, you can have a great product. You can have a terrific service that you offer to people. But if nobody knows that your service or your product exists, then your business is not going anywhere. What kind of marketing tools
1: have you used to grow your business? As I've told you in the past, my, yeah. my approach has been really yes. not traditional. Yes. Um, yes. I've been very fortunate in that mm-hmm. most of my mm-hmm. work over the years has come from word of mouth. It was wow. the people that I knew right. who knew other people right. or jobs that I'd had mm-hmm. and I built mm-hmm. a reputation. Right. So. Um, I'm not sure I'm a good example for the, <laughs> yeah. for the marketing part of it, but I will say that, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's important to mm-hmm. be social media savvy. Definitely. And to know how to, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. I guess my biggest Mm -hmm. advice is talk to people definitely because you never know who you might run into who can hook you up with somebody who's got work for you. Right. That's right. That's
0: right. Yeah. Expand your friends and your network. Definitely. Now you talk about word of mouth, which is huge. Um, um, And you also talked about social media, which is huge. Another thing that I have found in having done marketing for, um, for clients um, mostly women clients, by the way, um, is that um, a lot of my women clients did not have some of the basic um, fundamental marketing tools, like a business card, for instance. Uh, and so I, you know, we would sit down and I'd say, well, show me, because they wanted me to come help them with more marketing. I said, well, just show me what you have. They said, well, I don't have anything. And I thought, okay. Uh, so I find that to be, uh, I think that that would be something that I would suggest to someone who. Um, have the basics don't don't try to do i mean we don't necessarily you might not necessarily have money to do a commercial that costs big money but you can have small money um and you'll be surprised at how doing some of the most fundamental things like having a business card having brochures having a simple website even um could make it could go a big long these days you really can't do a whole whole lot without a website
1: well, you, you can, um, mm-hmm. it sort of depends on, I think what yeah. business you're in. For example, I've got mm-hmm. a friend who's starting up a business that it's a service yes. and it's going to be in a very limited area. Okay. Um, and we talked about this and my advice to him was mm-hmm. since you're not selling a product or right. something it's a very specific area and it's a service, do a Facebook page. Definitely. Because you can list that URL as well. Yes, um, you can. And it's free. Yes. it is. So it's a really easy way, if you don't have the money to set up a website or the savvy to do it yourself. Right, right. Um, Right. Go with Facebook. Yeah,
0: go with that's an excellent option because let's face it, Facebook um is a huge um force in today's social media and uh and, and depending on who you're trying to reach, particularly if you're trying to reach millennials, um, that's, that's where they are. And Instagram. And Instagram.
1: That's where they are. And Twitter. you can link those two together. Yeah, you, can. You, you know this, right. but you can push all of your media out at one time. You can, yeah. So, right. it, you know, mm-hmm. we'll host a number of channels. Yeah, but, but I would advise yeah. that if you don't have a lot of money, yeah. that's a great way to do it. it. I would advise getting the business cards, like you said. You don't right. necessarily even have to have a logo yet. Just, Why? You don't. Just the information to be able to give people. True, 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 true.
0: Um... Tell me, you know, and I I've, I can speak to this, but I want to hear from you first. What special challenges have you encountered, if any, um, as a female business owner? Have you, has that ever been an issue for you?
1: You know, I think that example of just in the workplace, what yes. I encountered there as yes. far as the salary inequity is, sure. is the biggest thing I've ever encountered. Mm-hmm. As a female business owner, though, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the kind of work that I do, I don't mm-hmm. think the Mm -hmm. has been a problem
0: wow that's good it's funny because when you shared the story initially about uh, going to your employer to question why you were making less than your uh, you know colleague um, I have a friend who has almost actually she's going to be interviewing after you who had almost the same speech given to her um, as a math and science teacher Uh, she worked um um she was working for a smaller company, but they she and and she has a master's degree in chemical engineering from Georgia Tech. Uh and the gentleman who was her colleague did not have that as she, he didn't have as much education as she did. And she said to this person, So why is it that you don't want to pay me this much, but you're willing to
1: pay this person? They said, Well, he has a family. She says, I have a family, four kids. And and so they women are not seen as the main provider for their family. Right. Right. We're not the yeah seen as the breadwinners. The White sailing is still there. It is still
0: there. And so she was floored by that. Um. She has since went on many. Uh. It's been a while, but went on to do her own thing too. Uh. As far as um opening up her own tutorial service and uh, educational service, and has been very successful in it. But maybe sometimes we need that push. Um, we need something to be a catalyst to push us out um, into the further into right. the waters. And I think
1: a lot of times that's it the, yeah. you know, the discrimination, yes. even the sexual harassment. Definitely. Has um, driven like friends of mine out onto their own. It's just wow. like, I, I don't have yeah. to put up with I don't. That. I, I can don't. do this better myself. Sure, I've
0: got options. And we, can. we can. We can. And so <laughs> I just it's just so funny when you said that story. I thought, gosh, I've heard this story before. So, yeah. Um, Now, as a business owner, and you sort of spoke to that a little bit, but let's flesh this out a little bit more. One of the hardest things I find for me is that I am it. There isn't anybody else. Um, So unlike working for a company, I don't have this team of people that I can rely on. How do you as a sole proprietor manage the many tasks, the day to day tasks of running a business? Do you ever feel overwhelmed at times?
1: Yes. Sometimes you don't manage. I mean, there are days when you don't. But you know, you are the janitor. Yes. You are the CFO. Yes. You are the CEO. Yes. Um, yes. But there's a lot of freedom in that. There is. You there can is. close the door on your office and just say, "I'm done for the day," yeah. or "I'm going to come back to this later." Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You you do have a lot of hats to wear. You do. And you have to figure out mm-hmm. how to do that best. In my case. Mm-hmm. I decided not to grow my business purposely. I thought about for years to you know bring some people on, but I thought, oh wow, you know, I don't really want the responsibility for other people's yeah. employment if, sure. if things go south, which you know, yeah, they, it does. Happen. Right, and I didn't want to have to lay people off. Right, I wanted, you know, right. just be responsible for myself. Oh so, wow, wow. So there are a lot of decisions that way can yeah, be made. The, yeah, one of yeah. the nice things about it, as you know though, you yeah. have the freedom to yes. shut the door in your office for an hour and make yeah. an doctor's appointment or go to the grocery store. That's true. The there day is flexibility. When, when people are true, you know, you have more Yeah, yeah, you um, do freedom have freedom to do it. So That's true.
0: That's true. That is very true. So there are there are pros and there are cons. And like you said, for me, um as a mom, um, now my youngest has just um, started college, but for all these years, I've been a homeschooling mom. I needed something that was going to allow me to make money, um, not have me on lockdown. I've never been the nine to five kind of gal. I mean, I did it out of college. I did it early, but I realized early on this was not going to work for me. No, I think we're too rebellious. <laughs> That's the word. I'd like to call it independent, but I think rebellious is more hitting the nail on the head. But yeah, I just didn't want to be on lockdown like that. So, you know, having, being an entrepreneur, having my own business, being self-employed gave me the freedoms that I need, needed. So that was, that, and that's always been, that trade-off has always been worth it for me. Um, there is the stress of figuring it out. I love what you just said, that you made a conscious decision about not, taking on anybody else, that's something that I've struggled with. Um, you know, and that we also have to consider with our revamped furnishing business, do we bring other people on? Because there is risk
1: in that. There is risk in that. And I would advise if you're thinking about that in Mm. the beginning, in the early stages, even Mm. to maybe consider just um, subcontracting, you know, hiring contract employees that you're not responsible. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is pay them. That's it. And we've, yeah, we've
0: done a little bit of that with our deliveries and that's been a happy medium for us. But um, thanks for touching on that. Now, um, This is another thing that I think is um, um, something we need to touch on. You hear about the word passion. You know, I have to have a passion for what I do. I always hear in young people, "I didn't feel passionate about this. That's why I didn't follow through." Um, And and I understand passion. I think I'm a pretty passionate person. But and my husband and I love what we do as far as our side gig Uh, with flipping furniture is concerned. We're very passionate about that. But every passion is not a business. Um, so how can a person know if their passion,
1: uh, can be uh, monetized? I mean, how did you know whether your passion for writing? Yeah, you know, honestly, I didn't know. And I'm not oh. sure that you, you can know hundred oh, percent, wow. unless you have a model. Let's just say you're a franchisee yeah, and you're going to get that marketing assistance and that business model sure, sure, sure. from the franchisor. But, um, for me, it was kind of a leap of faith. Yeah, I did borrow a small amount of money from my parents to get going. At that time, I thought I had to rent an office. Okay, I didn't really yeah. think about a home office. Sure, it took me a while to get out of that mode, mm-hmm. and I, I think it also took mm-hmm. a while for me to realize that I was not having clients come to me. Right, I was going, going out to, to visit clients. Sure, and now it's actually evolved into mm-hmm. um, a lot of my work is done mm-hmm. solely mm-hmm. over computer right. my phone sure. and th- I have a couple of clients I've never even met who wow. are in other parts of the country. So, wow. Wow. you know, I yeah. think it's, it's one of those things where mm-hmm. if it's a business that you see other people are successful and you think that you found yes. a market mm-hmm. um, to infiltrate that they haven't already taken right. over, That's right. you'd probably be pretty assured yeah. that you're going to yes. monetize your business. Right. But otherwise I would say if, if you're going to do a leap of faith and you don't really know, yeah, yeah. have some you know, savings yeah, or again have that second source of income or yeah, don't quit your job definitely. right away. You yeah. know, get this started as a side gig. Yeah, or yeah. have a part time job yeah, do while start need. your new business. You need some kind of stability. Yeah. So if it's slow to get off the ground or right. it doesn't get off the ground, you, you, you have not, something to go back to. Sure, you're not bankrupting yourself.
0: And so, um we're winding down. I guess I I'd like you to share one final piece of advice for someone considering becoming, um, a new business owner, a home-based business or otherwise, what would be the one thing that you would want them to consider besides what you've already shared?
1: Believe in yourself. Wow. You know? I mean, know that you can do this wow. and know that you have the skills. I mean, women, I think mm-hmm. constantly, yeah. we're told that we're not as yeah, good or, we are. you know, we're like yeah. that experience, would yeah, get along a little longer. yeah, you get along. Amount, that amount <laughs> that's right, that's right. Um, but you know, really know that you can do it, know in your heart that yeah. you can do it, and believe in yourself, yeah. and Other people will too, yeah.
0: Project yeah. that confidence. Yeah. It's so funny when we talk about you know the whole experience of them just kind of blowing you off. I read recently, um, or looked at it, uh, a video about Oprah and one of her first experiences, um, with a network. I don't know who the network was, but she went to her, um, Boss, uh, and said, I, I, I'm, my, this guy over here is earning so much more. I'm doing just as much, and I have just as many degrees, uh, and I'm doing more. And they, and he, they said, well, he's a man. What, what do, you, what do you want from us? And she just said, so I'm a woman. He's a man, you know. And they went on, and she said, but that too for her was the catalyst for change. Right. It was. Uh, but it's just so funny how that keeps,
1: uh, res- that st- story keeps resurfacing. It keeps resurfacing even now in 2019. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing is the ageism, yeah. especially for women. If you look on yeah. your local television show, sure. the men yeah. age, they're still in pain. Yeah, they are. But a lot of the women. Yeah. Not, not as mean. much as it used to be. Yeah, but still, but still an issue. Yeah. It's still an issue. Yeah, like we're yeah. not seen as yeah. being valuable once yeah. our hair goes gray and we start to show wrinkles and we gain some weight. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, with men, it's like nobody. Yeah, yeah. it's not a
0: big deal. They I, can ball. They can be. You know, it's it's it is that is the reality of it all. But I think, like you said, believing in yourself, and I think. Um, you know, more now than ever, we, we are, we do have more role models. I'm talking about us as women. Um, and that's a good thing. Um, and so I, um, I'm encouraged. It's not perfect, but I'm encouraged. So I I appreciate so much um, your time uh, with me today, Helen. Uh, and the time went fast. But um, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me. I appreciate it. Well,
1: thank you for having me. Oh, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yes, and for our listening audience, please—if you haven't done so already—I want to encourage you to subscribe to the Working Women Radio Show, which can be found online at www.ultimatechristianpodcastnetwork.com. Um, for more information about upcoming broadcasts, podcasts, uh, go and visit the Working Women Radio uh, Show on the Facebook page, or can go to my personal website at www.
1: last